It's Sophia Franklin. You are listening to Sophia with an F. And the F is for phenomenal. (laughs) This podcast is rated F. You fucked half of New York. I do want to know what your thoughts are on body count. Body count? (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) It's how many people you've slept with. Oh, how do I feel about it? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think people should... Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, wider, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb, so whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sophia with an F. Please subscribe if you haven't already. We are recording from WTF Media Studios in New York, and I am joined by Meredith Marks. Thank you so much for being here. You are stunning, gorgeous. Your outfit is insane. Thank you. Thank you. I have to support my dear friend, Frederick Anderson, the designer, who I love and is unbelievably talented. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy to be here. And you look gorgeous, too. Thank you. Meredith and I um, were just talking about vaginas, uh, specifically my vagina, because for whatever reason, in the past month, there's been at least three vagina situations. And what I mean by that is I'm unintentionally, by the way, flashing my vagina. Oh no, we think it's very intentional. (laughs) She's a flasher. (laughs) I get a kick out of it. Right? What are those people you can get arrested for it? Like you like expose yourself? A lawyer. No, 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 not a lawyer. A exhibitionist. An exhibitionist, right? I get off on it. That's like my little (laughs) dirty secret. Um, Meredith, thank you so much for being here. I have been watching the show since the inception, and I just love two gals from Utah here in New York. You're not originally from Utah, though. No, I'm originally from Chicago. Okay. And we have lived in a lot of different places, and we still live in a lot of places. (laughs) We're we're very mobile. Uh Uh-huh. Like my vagina. Yes. (laughs) Very mobile. Yes. Always on the go. (laughs) Never at one spot at once. Your origin story I find so fascinating. More than any of the other housewives, not putting them down. But I just think your background, education-wise, you have a law degree. And one of the most successful jewelry lines. Thank you. Which is Thank insane. You. Yeah, I do. I have I have a law degree. I also have a business degree. Um, okay. And I love what I do. I love, mm-hmm. I mean, look, working with diamonds, it's like not a bad thing. <laughs> it's not. No. Never. Never, ever, ever. <laughs> Except I think I would get in trouble. I wouldn't sell anything. I would just take it home and be wearing it. Well, that is the problem part of it. <laughs> <laughs> but you graduated from Northwestern. I did for graduate school, for law for your- school and business school, yes. Okay. Did you ever really pursue like the law path? Not really. Um, I, you know, had a very short moment where I practiced, but mm-hmm. it was very short lived. And I use, you know, my legal background in business every day. I'm very happy that I went to law school and it 
you know, trains you in a different way of thinking. Of course. I just never really wanted to practice. So did you go to school just to kind of say you did it or because your parents were like, you have to or? No, actually when I first started, it was, I was an undergrad, I was a junior and I took a criminal justice class and I was just fascinated. I've always been fascinated by the criminal mind, Mm -hmm. but I'm a very afraid person like in terms of safety and I I could never practice criminal law. So I went and I thought I maybe would do that and then as soon as I really thought about it, I thought, it's not going to work for me. (laughs) And I finished, you know, law school, which, I mean, the law in general is very interesting and Mm -hmm. the whole way of thinking is amazing, but it wasn't really what I wanted to do. Right. And so that's why my first year while I was in the law school, I then applied to the business school to do the joint degree. That's pretty badass. That's pretty incredible. And then how did you go from that to designing jewelry and selling it on Main Street in Park City? So it's kind of crazy because it's very contrary to what you would think. But shortly after I finished school, uh, I had opened actually a health club in Chicago, first Pilates and gyrotonics studio there. This is a long time ago. You have a Pilates Um, body. Well, thank you. I'll take that. An incredible body. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You as well. Thank you. And I was walking from drop – I had a meeting at school after I dropped my oldest son off in kindergarten. (laughs) It's 9 a.m. on the 1400 block of Dearborn Street, which like Nobody would think twice, you know, you think you're safe. Mm-hmm. And a guy came running up from behind me and slammed me down on the ground and went to grab my handbag, which was hooked over my arm and started dragging me across no. the street. Yes. The taxi driving down the street stopped. They started chasing him. Regardless, he went to prison, whatever. I was completely traumatized though. Mm-hmm. And I decided at that point that I wasn't really doing what I wanted to be doing in life that Mm -hmm. like I just it wasn't what I wanted and that I was going to pivot and make a change and that is when um shortly thereafter Seth said to me I have a business trip you know in India and Hong Kong and I said great there's a lot of stones coming out of there there's a lot of production coming out of there I'm coming with you and I'm starting a jewelry collection and everyone thought I was insane because this was in like 2005 Mm -hmm. when we were in a nasty, nasty recession and everyone thought I was completely crazy. Why are you doing a luxury business in the height of the worst recession ever? Uh And I was like, because now I can. There there are no barriers to entry because everybody needs business right now and I don't have inventory. I don't have stock. I'm not, you know, I'm going in clean. Mm -hmm. So I did. So when did you... Mary Seth. We got married in 1997. So you guys have been together for... Or 96. I get it. I mean, it doesn't... I mean, whatever. 96. 97. (laughs) People people always ask me, like, my anniversary. I'm like, I don't... I don't know. You know, I'm not great with numbers. I have to say, like, even when someone's like, how old is your mother? I'm like, well, she was born in 1947. I have to do the math. When I... When you said we got married in 1997, I was like, okay... 2023, and then there's three numbers left after 97. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I'm good with the math part of it. I'm not good with the years, the time part of it. You, you know, know what? We don't – we can't be hot and smart. Well, I, I'm totally I mean, God forbid. <laughs> but if you had to pick one, like, I want to be hot. You well, know what I'm saying? I want both. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Meredith, you left me out, like, hanging to dry. No, you can be hot and smart, but you don't have to be good at everything. Correct. And you can hire mathematicians. Correct. To figure out your anniversary, that's what you need to do. But it's less about the math, it's more about the time. Like, I feel like time goes by and I don't realize it, you know? It's like, I feel like I'm still 24, and I'm not, obviously. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you look extremely young, and I feel like you act young. I was about to ask how old you are, and I feel like that's not. But I, I oh, can. Oh, you ask can. That. I'm. I'm. I'm you're like reality easy about star. That. I, yeah, you have to be open with. It. I'm 51. Okay, you're the same age as my mom. Oh, well, there you go. See, I could be the mom. You could be the mom, and my <laughs> mom had me when she was 20, 21, and then had my brother 11 years later. 
So she's oh, wow. just wow, that's a big gap. Yeah. So she's just now having fun. Yeah. And acts 25. And I love it. She's my best friend in the whole world. Okay. I need to meet mom. Hello, you guys are both in Utah. Yes. Done <laughs> deal. She actually, she lives, we live, well, not we, but she lives right next to Lisa Barlow. No way. Mm-hmm. And Draper. Yes. That's so fun. Like literally next door? No. Same neighborhood. Oh, in the same like community. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so funny. And they both go to Treehouse, which that, is the gym. That is so funny. Right? So are they friends? I don't know if they're friends. They've spoken before. I think like maybe once or twice. Yeah. One time was a very long conversation. I don't remember. Oh, I think my mom pulled up her uh, 23andMe to show Lisa her Ashkenazi Jew side of the family. I and love then it. Lisa ate it up, and then they were showing each other their 23andMe. Oh, that's so funny. Right? That is so funny. Very funny. I've seen her at the gym maybe once or twice just when I go home for the holidays, but I would I would be pissed Wait, if someone so came to your mom the gym. like really – Jewish or just genetically Jewish, like practicing? Ethnically. Ethnically, yeah. Yeah. We don't – my grandma converted to Mormonism, which is unheard of, aside from Lisa Barlow. Right, right. You right, know? Right. So that was interesting. Although Lisa, I'm not sure, and I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I, we, we, this is a question we have to ask because I can't recollect. She grew up in upstate New York where, mm-hmm. the you know, the mission, the whole Mormon movement started. Right. And the missionaries knocked on her door. This is my understanding, and this she told me this a very long time ago, so if I'm getting the facts wrong, once Lisa, again, I'm sorry. Once again, this is not factual. Exactly. <laughs> But no, they came knocking on her door, and I think her mo- mother was like, "This is what I was looking for, or something to that effect," and converted. And I'm not sure. And then Lisa did, and I'm not sure if her father did or did not. Okay, I'm not sure. Got and it. the mother, I don't think is Jew- was Jewish, but I could be wrong on all of this. I, I I heard you loud and clear. Why don't I tell the wrong story for somebody else? That's for sure. We will absolutely. Okay, see, did my vagina just come out? Uh, Guys, I just bent over. Actually, it was my butt, which is fine. <laughs> that That I'm willing to show off. That one I'm ready to go. You know what days are good for a drink? The ones that end in Y. You know, the ones that are good for a hangover? None, never, nope. But fear not, boys and girls, I have the ultimate game changer. Taste salute. I've actually genuinely, honestly, have been drinking this every single day with or without tequila. And I know we've all tried to escape the agony of the next morning scaries hangover, But all of the electrolytes, powders, you name it, I've tried all of them. Taste Salude is the one that's officially changing the game because the flavors are just incredible. Orchata, are you kidding me? And I didn't even flinch thinking about what the next day would bring because I was prepared specifically with my Cucumber, lime, and hibiscus salute, which is my second favorite, waiting for me bedside. And the best part is it's only one gram of sugar. That's it. Plus, it's vegan and gluten-free, so I don't want to hear any excuses. Here's the best part. They are sharing the love with all of my listeners. Treat yourself with 10% off your first purchase using the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's right, spell it out, S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 on their website, tastesalude.com. Cheers to recovery. Okay, we started talking about Lisa Barlow. I'm very interested in you. So you married Seth in 97. Did he help you launch the jewelry line? I mean, yes and no. Like he helped me in the sense that he was supportive of me and there and um and I crashed his business trips to do my R and D. But I did it I really did it on my own. You know? Right. It was my baby and you know, Seth um 
and I, I mean, obviously, we just launched our podcast, which maybe you'll come on our podcast Hello. next. Are you are you doing it in Utah? <laughs> We're doing it kind of everywhere, you know, wherever we are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because – we're that's what you do. Not in one place for all that long. No. Um, and that way, like, if we're in New York, we can 100%. have you on in person live. I would <laughs> love. I need to be the first guest. You can have any other housewife, <laughs> just me. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So what made the jewelry line so successful during a time where the economy was trash? You know, I started with – direct-to-consumer when people weren't doing that. Um, It was not real common. And it it was really just out of necessity because at the time, stores were not writing orders. Like, that was just not happening. And so I started by just doing these, like, events where I'd host a cocktail, host a luncheon, host a whatever, and people come and they would shop. You know, I kind of just took it slowly from there. And at the time, you know, gold prices were high. We're in the height of a massive recession and I have a lot of a lot of my early designs that I still make and sell mm-hmm. um used a lot of negative space to keep the co- cost of the gold down oh, you know but still have a sizable piece because everyone wanted big stuff and mm-hmm. whatever so that was like the beginning and then you know as things got better I started growing and building and doing more business with stores and you know, still always direct to consumer. And then online started becoming much more of a thing. I mean, when I started, like, you didn't sell jewelry online, not fine jewelry. No. It's so crazy. No. You would not, like, no one would even put a price on a website back then. Not for jewelry, for other things, yes. Uh-huh. But, like, I feel like fine jewelry was kind of the, the last category to really go online. Totally. You know. Totally. And I think it's still, it's like, I would say it's the only – not the only, but one of the only products right now that have brick and mortar successful operations. Yes, I, well, because you know you have uh, things that are of high value that take up very little space, so it, it works for that model. Whereas you know things that are big, it's just you're paying more rent. Mm-hmm. But and, and people still want to see it and touch it and feel it, and I feel like. It's much harder to sell online to people who have never seen your collection. And if they've right. seen it and they have a vibe for what you make, then they're more comfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have this extremely successful jewelry line. You still do. Why reality television? You know, that – it came about so bizarre. I mean, I got a text message from um, my – dear friend who owns my favorite restaurant in Park City. Mm-hmm. And it was a group message to me and to Lisa. She knows Lisa as well. And she said, my husband's friend from college is a producer and they want to do a reality show in Utah. Will you talk to them? And I was like, okay, sure. And I didn't know I was being cast. Like mm-hmm. I thought because I had a store on Main Street, they wanted to kind of just chat and get some ideas or whatever. It's like, okay. And then they're like, well, can you do a Skype? And I was like, oh, well, this doesn't sound like you're just picking my brain. Why would we get on a Skype? And that's when I realized they were, you know, casting me. And I did not know it was Housewives. Um, We did not find that out until about maybe six weeks before we started filming season one. So you just knew that there was a show that was going to be filmed. About career-oriented women in Utah. (laughs) (laughs) So, but they, like, maybe, you know, they hinted at it a little before, you know, they're like, well, what if it's Housewives or whatever, you know, like, so we weren't shocked, but we did not know that. Mm -hmm. And I was very nervous. Like, I was really nervous about it because I'm not a big TV watcher and I didn't really, like, know what I was getting myself into. Okay. So now you absolutely know. Yes. And <laughs> and so when you decided, okay, let's I'm going to do this, what's the harm, right? I'm assuming that was kind of your train of thought. Well, yes, because when I found out it was Housewives, I was like, oh, I have the best idea ever. I'm going to watch one episode from every franchise because I hear they're all totally different. Uh-huh. So I can get a vibe because we don't know what ours is going to be, right? Mm-hmm. 
So that's what I did, which was, and I'm like, oh, this is not such a big deal. There's nothing so bad. Because you see no story arc. You just see that like moment where maybe there's an argument or whatever, yeah. you yeah. know? And I was like, oh, this is not a big deal. Like I had no idea what I was getting into. Zero clue. Zero clue. So how do you feel about it now? You On know, the fourth season. At, like everything else in life, you have positives and negatives. There's like always going to be a love-hate. You know, yes. there are going to be moments that are difficult. There are going to be moments that are infuriating. And there are going to be moments that are spectacular. And it's it's a matter of how you choose to embrace it. And I choose to try to focus on the positive mm-hmm. and not focus on the negative. And, you know, like last night's episode was was hard for me to watch for reasons that had nothing to do with anything the audience would ever – well. I guess you kind of do see it at the tail end that there's obviously something deeper going on. With Angie. Well, no, me internally. Internally. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. And like I had stuff going on that I was that was very upsetting. I have no idea if we'll flush that out or not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I don't know what gets shown in the future, but mm-hmm. it was hard for me to watch because it took me back to that time and that place. And it was just like I had a lot on my mind that was very distressing and I felt kind of mistreated, you know, and it was like rough. But on the flip side, there are all these other positives that come out. You know, you get to really have an introspective look at the way you communicate, at the way you handle situations, at the way you just deal with life in general and hopefully learn and improve and do better. Right. And you get to, you know, talk about the causes you care about that are important to you and try to, you know, educate on those and hopefully maybe even raise money or whatever it is, you know, your objective is. I mean, for me, it's always awareness and raising money for anything that's charitable. And you get to talk about your businesses and, you know, showcase that. And there's like a lot of fun activities, things like that. But there are things that are unpleasant, you know. A hundred percent. I think anytime you are going to enter the public space and share your life in such a public way, there's there's no way that that's going to not come with a significant amount of hardship. But there is so much good that comes out of it too. Yes. And even like, you know, once in a while I'll be walking down the street and literally I will have someone who stops me and they said, you have helped me so much by sharing my journey or sharing my children's journey or whatever it may be. It could be anything under the sun, Mm -hmm. but you have helped me so much to realize that, you know, other people have these problems, whatever. That to me is everything. You know, that brings me so much happiness to know that you've touched somebody, to know that you've helped, that you've done something positive. A hundred percent. I remember season three, I felt touched by a lot of things that you said that season. You really went through it. I don't know where you are in your journey, but you seem incredibly happy. And I think it helps people so much that we don't even realize just being open, talking about it. You know? Yes. And that's what you're known for. That is what I'm known (laughs) for. That is. So, you know, and it, it comes at a price. I mean, it's a little bit scary, but I would say the overwhelming response, regardless of what it is that I'm sharing, is is positive. For the most part, there are moments, and, and, and we were a COVID baby, you know, we launched in the height of the pandemic, which definitely had a very different tone in the world in general. And so the way people engaged with us and received us was probably a bit unusual. I had a similar, mine was like a similar story. Yeah. And and it, it can be hard. Like, I feel like people were hyper, hyper critical. Yes. Um, so that was a little bit difficult. But hyper involved. Yes. Well, because they had nothing else to do. Yes. 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 <laughs> so that was a little bit tough. But the, but the reality is when you get into the groove and you learn to say, okay, I know I've done this much that's been great for people and, you know, not everything I do is great. I'm not saying that, but, <laughs> you know, I have done these positive things and then you get met with criticism. You just don't care about it anymore. You know, you're like, who cares? You reach a certain point where it's like, it does not, I mean, maybe like over time it can sometimes weigh you down a tiny bit, but 
I've been through it to the point where it takes a lot. It would take something outrageous for me to really get offended or let it affect me. And the thing too is like you also realize it's it's the same people (laughs) on the social media stuff. Like no, the same but like type the same, person, like, you yes. know, 20 people. Yes. It's always the same people making the nasty comments, whether it's about you or somebody else mm-hmm. or whatever. It's the same, you know, like. And they'll bored. turn on you in two seconds or love you in two seconds. Right. I, I totally understand that. You've been very open on the show and I feel like your kids have maybe been the most involved, at least Brooks. Yeah. More than the, the other kids on the show. Yeah. Did you, and I'm bringing this up because Kris Jenner had a conversation with Kim Kardashian saying sometimes, I don't know if it was the right thing, like putting you guys on reality TV, this is very different because Brooks is an adult, but did you have like that conversation with him? Yes, of course, but it's it's been a bit of an ongoing thing because Brooks, you know, he was in a Broadway play when he was very young. He's been in the modeling industry for a very long time. Well, He's back in it now. He had years of hiatus, but as a, you know, tween was still modeling. And so we've had a lot of conversations over the years about this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was very, very hesitant to let him do any of it when he was little, like very hesitant. He begged for a long time. Right. So we did that. I... Over the years, many times we did it again coming onto the show. I talked with my other two children, Reed and Chloe, about it as well. Reed has never been on the show, so it's kind of been a non issue. Mm-hmm. Um, did he ask? Like, I don't want to. You know to. what? He was, he's in real estate and he was at a big company up until very recently. So it just, it, it would not make sense for yes. him. It could do a lot of damage, as we saw yeah. for Justin Rose. You know, like, there's, That's- there are potential negatives absolutely that, you know you got to be a little careful with it was just never even on his radar yeah, and, and never pushed or encouraged because he needs to do what's right for him mm-hmm. and chloe you know has been on a little here and there as it's worked for her and she's had her ups and downs with it and when she's been uninterested then no problem mm-hmm. you know do what works for you but yeah you definitely have to have that conversation <laughs> but- to make sure they know what they're getting into because the reality is I didn't know what I was getting into. Right. And I could be like I, I knew it was, you know, you're putting yourself in the public light and that comes with a lot of potential problems. Yeah. But but a lot of potential upside correct. for you and your kids. Correct. It's like, you know, like everything else in life. Yeah. And I mean, you really have no idea what to expect. Like no. you know you're gonna be on reality television, but you don't know how they're going to edit or what's going to, you know. No, and it's that, you know, and at the end of the day and everyone's like, oh, the edits, da, 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 and they want to all criticize it. But the reality of reality TV is it's snippets, it's mm-hmm. moments. And if you saw the whole thing unfold, it wouldn't be so entertaining. Yes. Let's be honest. Yes. Like the, what makes it entertaining is there are gaps. Mm-hmm. And that's, and it leaves room for speculation. And yeah. that's why it works. And if they filled in all those gaps to tell every little part of what you want to put out there, that's you would be lose boring. all viewership. Yeah. I mean, we are now in a society where if there's not a fight breaking out or at least tensions rising for more than five minutes, if that's not happening, it's like, okay, like I got to fast forward to the next thing. That's like how we're wired now. It's interesting. I do think, too, though, like, I think that has calmed a little bit. Like, during the pandemic, I think everyone just wanted, like, (laughs) all of it, you know? Like, everyone's so frustrated, you know? Yes. And now that, like, life is a little more back to normal, I think that, like, the audience can, can get a little overwhelmed by the fighting sometimes. That's very true as well. Yeah. That's very true. You know? I guess it's if it's a deep fight. If it's a light fight like over a bathtub, no <laughs> one's getting that invested and it's fun and it's funny, you know? How is the bathtub doing? <laughs> I love my baths. <laughs> <laughs> That's I've never been a bath gal. Well, you might have to try it out. I think I need to. You do. I'm going to try that out and underwear. Oh, <laughs> I don't know that the bath and the underwear really have anything to do with each other. But no, just that they're both going to be first for me <laughs> that I'm going to embark on. 
I guess you can be clean before you put on your first pair of underwear. There you go. Thank (laughs) you. Bada boom, bada bang. So you have been asked this 700,000 times. I'm going to ask again because I just want to hear from you. The rant that Lisa Barlow went on, which was bonkers. Why? Well, first of all, is there, what did she say? You fucked half of New York was her ending line. Mm, I don't know if that was the ending, but yeah, it was in there for sure. It was was definitely in there. Amongst amongst a million other Garbage whore, bitch, whatever it was. Where do you think that came from? You know, I'm not entirely sure. I had asked Lisa a multitude of times throughout that winter what was going on because I was sensing all this hostility and she kept saying everything was fine, which obviously it was not. (laughs) I don't know. She has made reference, you know, to it all coming from things that Jen said to her, you know, fast forward to like real time now. I have no idea. You know, Jen's not there to speak for herself, so I don't really take it too seriously because Mm -hmm. making those allegations of someone who can't answer to me is somewhat irrelevant at this point. Yeah. So I don't really know. How is your friendship now? So you have to watch this season to see where we land. Okay. But clearly it's better as, you know. It's better. As we've seen already. Yeah. But it's not, I mean, do you think you'll ever be 100%? You know, we can't go back to where we were. That's, and I, and I don't think we should go back to where we were. Like, Life is about moving forward, not mm-hmm. backwards. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, that's at, at the end of the day, at some level, that's going to be up to her because I have just kind of been very open, welcoming. I'm not doing anything that should be a problem. I have had <laughs> nothing nasty to say about her. I have nothing, you know, but positive energy to send her away. So it, it's really up to her where she wants to take it. Yeah. Etsy. There truly is no better gift than the present, which is something I would normally say when I was a terrible daughter and forgot to get my mom a gift on Mother's Day or her birthday. But trust, those days are well behind me and I actually get complimented all the time on my gift giving skills and not because I'm an adult with my priorities and shit together but because of Etsy's gift mode gift mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect gift for everyone in your life and for every occasion like for my friend's birthday that just recently passed I found the cutest set of wine glasses from a small business, and they were even able to personalize them. So freaking cute. A win for me because I supported a small business and a win for my gift-giving reputation. There really is something for everyone on Etsy. From the photographer in your life to the wine enthusiast, I'm telling you, you will find something they love. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. I've got something new for y'all, and it's called Minor Figures Barista Oat. Okay, one of my non-negotiables is coffee in the morning, especially when it's cold out and I'm feeling burnout. Morning coffee gives me life. Like it actually is the one thing that will get me out of bed. It's soothing. It wakes me up. And because it's the one thing I consume every single day, I've recently been much more intentional about what goes in my morning cup. And I absolutely love slash am obsessed with Minor Figures Barista Oat. And not only is it delicious, but it's clean label. So the absence of stabilizers and additives offers you the ability to detect more of the coffee's natural characteristics and flavor notes. Plus, Minor Figures is 100% plant-based, love to see it, carbon neutral, and B Corp certified. 
You can buy their products online at us.minorfigures.com. You can also discover fun games, music playlists, and explore their store locator to see where you can buy minor figures near you. For my listeners in Denver, New York, Minor Figures is also now available at Whole Foods Market. I have to commend you because you are so poised and you really like always have it pretty, you know, kept together for the most part. Except last night. Except last night. You can leave. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, in comparison. Correct. (laughs) You are very, I see where like the the law and the legal and class and just class comes from. It like seeps in. But can you kind of poke fun at the Lisa rant now? Oh, I mean. Or are you still horrified? I mean, it's horrifying. I I mean, it's like. It's so absurd. That's what I thank you. I was going to ask. So absurd. I was going to ask, okay, she said you slept with half of New York. Is have you slept with anyone in this room? (laughs) I was like, I had to feel it out and see if it was kind of funny. Because it is so absurd. Oh, it's so absurd. And the funny thing is, is I'm actually relatively reserved, to be totally honest. But also, what's wrong with sleeping with people nothing if that's what you want to do and that's you know Mm -hmm. what makes you happy go for it you know there's nothing wrong with it it's just not what makes me happy and well (laughs) I shouldn't say that sleeping with my husband yes (laughs) if I'm you know in a relationship or whatever yes sleeping with half of New York would not work for me trust me that's a that's a lot of people (laughs) and I don't think Lisa would be the first one to come out and say something I mean it might come out with like and that might be like 200 people a day every day of my life since I was born or something like that I mean I'm not the mathematician here as we discussed (laughs) but (laughs) that is so hilarious um, and why New York? Like, why did she pick New York? Because I, honestly, I don't know. Probably because I, I'm here all the time. Mm-hmm. For the last, I don't know, 15 years, I've been here 30 to 50% of the year. Wow. So With Seth. Sometimes with Seth, sometimes not. He's here now, but he's not always with me. I mean, we're together a lot now. Right. But during the years that we were separated and struggling in our marriage and everything else, we were not together a lot. Like mm-hmm. we tried which I not think to is be together great. a lot. <laughs> which I think is so incredible. I went to a wedding the other day and they exchanged vows and they were talking about being high school sweethearts. And I was like, there's no way. Like they started dating at 16. Now they're 20 or almost 30. And I ended up talking to the bride and I was like, how, how, how does that work? And she said, oh my God, we broke up like five times within that time period, you know, leading up to the marriage. But people like don't, people are not open about that. Here's like the thing. I think they're probably happy now because they took that time then. You know, and it doesn't mean everything is not on a straight trajectory. You know, Mm -hmm. we hit bumps in the road. We hit hit things that are not always so easy. We have moments where we're just not in sync and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I, you know, it's interesting because my daughter is still with her boyfriend from high school Mm -hmm. and they now have graduated college and they're living in different cities and you know, they're trying to figure out how to navigate the situation right now. And I love him. I would love to see them together forever and whatever else. But in the back of my mind, I'm also like, if they don't have time apart and they've been together since high school, other than a very short time during their senior year, um, I don't know that like it's that sustainable forever too, totally. you know? And so I, I'm not, I don't tell her what to do. That's up to her. I'm mm-hmm. not dictating anything, but it worries me, you know? Of course. I think... I don't know. I think getting separated or taking a break or whatever is really frowned upon. And I think it's so great. And it's so funny because the the couple that got married, they separated when they were studying abroad in different places. Right. I mean, I think that's the time to do it. 
I, I, you know, I don't know that there's like a great time for it because it's like when you want to be, it's when it's a situation like that where you kind of want to be together, but you know that it's not like perfectly sustainable that way. It's it's hard, you yes. know. Whereas like when you've been married and you're not getting along and you want to be separated, it's a little easier. <laughs> I just feel like every seven years there needs to be a conversation. Do we want to be in this still or not? Well, you know, they say there's that, like, what is it, the seven-year itch? Is mm-hmm. that what they call it? Um, no, I'm not good at math. I, <laughs> I you can't count to seven. <laughs> I do know. I do not count to seven. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But, yeah, the seven-year itch. I think that's fair. I think there should be continuous reassessment, you know. I mean, Seth and I are always, like, now, not before, but in the second, we call it our second marriage, even though we didn't technically divorce and remarry, Mm -hmm. it is a second marriage to each other. And we're, you know, always checking in, like, is is this the path we really want to be in? Are we good with everything? You know, we haven't been in marriage counseling for a while, but we just reached out to our therapist the other day because we were kind of, like, on edge with each other. And you've got to nip it in the bud, you know, yeah. or it just escalates. And I think it's good to be constantly checking in mm-hmm. and seeing where you're at because as soon as one person is feeling not good about the relationship, if you don't address it, it snowballs and it just gets worse and worse. Totally. And, worse. and a lot of people won't talk about it because that's like a no-no. Right? Correct. To have issues in your marriage. No, we're supposed to be perfect. I know Lisa Barlow hates the idea of <laughs> anyone separating for any reason. She gets very emotional, which is not yeah. a bad thing. Yeah. But but sometimes know. separation's positive, you know, and everybody's different. And 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 for Lisa, that might not be positive. I'm not saying it's a good thing for her to do. I, yeah. I don't know. It's not my marriage. I can't, you know, speak for anyone else. I can only speak for myself. But, you know, for us, meaning me and Seth, that was crucial. Yep. Crucial. Like we would never, I I mean, never have have stayed together had we not separated. You guys seem happier. Oh, we're so much On the show. Now you guys are doing a podcast, hence the bringing in the the marriage counselor, right? Right. Exactly. Right? (laughs) (laughs) That podcast has caused a lot of fights already. (laughs) I'm telling you, but the, the marriage counselor needs to be your first guest. Right. Well, uh, that would be. That would I don't be. Know, I don't know. That's a, that would be amazing. That would be. I don't incredible. know if I'll do it. I'm gonna ask. You should definitely. I'll ask. ask. I don't know if I'll do it. He's so good, though. Our marriage counselor is like perfect. He is. He's yes. We went through so many of them, <laughs> and like you have to so many of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll just I'll never forget one time Seth and I we sit down. He's like very upset about something and he's going on and on and on for 15, the first 15 minutes or whatever. This is the first time we've met the therapist. Oh, okay. And he was just, you know, on fire and he was going on and on. Very heavy stuff. Okay. And he comes up for air and the therapist looks up and, and says, do we have a credit card on file? And Seth looked up and he goes, excuse me, but this is not the right fit. We're leaving. And he got up and walked out. (laughs) (laughs) That is, I thought the, is there a credit card on file was some kind of tactic, right? To like uncover something. I think they just wanted to make sure they were getting paid. I don't know. I don't know. But he was, it was like. And Seth just He was not having it. off. Yeah. As he should. No, it was, it was very, uh, it was someone who probably needs a little training on that because when someone's like upset that's not the time to yeah. ask about the credit card yeah and I you know I don't have a background in that but I think even I would know better than to ask that <laughs> question <laughs> 15 minutes in right like at the very least and how does that make you feel right like that's right. the go-to exactly and how does that make you feel <laughs> No, we don't care how you feel. How are you paying? That's crazy. (laughs) I had a therapist who started telling me what to talk about on my podcast and giving me some feedback of stuff she didn't like. Okay, that's weird. That was a little bit crazy. 
Like, that's really weird. Because I understand if they want to listen or watch something, maybe to understand me a little bit better, what I do for work. But she was coming back with detailed notes. And I, yeah. That's so, a little too invested. A lot too invested. <laughs> a lot. We need to find a balance between that and the, do we have a credit card Right, exactly. File? Exactly. <laughs> that's the, fr- well, and that's who we ended up finding. He's wonderful. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Mm-hmm. I love that. How long were you guys separated? I mean, we were separated on and off for years, you know. I Nobody love it. knew. Our kids didn't even know. We were living in the same house for a good part of it, you know, in the same room, you know, for a good part of it. Um, and then later as the kids got to the point where they were out of the house, we did like a real yeah. separation in separate homes and everything else. But it went on for a long time. What are your thoughts on living together when you're a couple? Gwyneth Paltrow is married. They live in two separate homes. I, the only times I've lived with a boyfriend, hated it. Hated it. Wanted my space. Could not deal. How do you feel about that? I think that's a very individual thing. I think that... That would be difficult for me to live entirely separately. Yeah. Like separate bathrooms I think are wonderful. <laughs> Need. Uh, but Seth travels amazing. a lot. Correct. He does. And less now than he did. Mm-hmm. Um, we're together a lot more now. I mean, we are together probably, I don't know, 80%, maybe even a little bit more of the right. time. Used to be the opposite. We were probably together 20% of the time before. Mm-hmm. I like having I like having Seth next to me when we go to sleep at night. Yeah. Could I live in a separate room and sleep in the same room? Yes, I could. That you know what? That is the dream. Yeah. We go we fall asleep together in the same bed during the day. I have my own space. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. And everyone's different on that, you know? Like I know people who fully have separate bedrooms. I know people who are in very tight quarters, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's, it, I think whatever works for you is great, you know? Yeah. The men I've dated don't like it that much, but I'm like, mm, I don't want to fully commit to us living together. Well, then that's not the right fit. Right? Bye. Yeah. Also, we're in New York. Right My apartment, tiny. Right. It's tight quarters. It's like, tight quarters, for sure. Okay. So, I'm going to ask you, Meredith, just rapid fire questions. <laughs> Before that, <laughs> I need to jump back to this half of New York thing, but not really. I do want to know what your thoughts are on body count. Body count? <laughs> what do you mean? Like dead bodies? What, do you, what does that mean? <laughs> so body count... <laughs> Is you know what? I apologize. I should have came in with a better way to talk about it. It's how many people you've slept with. People uh, will refer to it as their body count, which sounds I've never heard like this, a video game. I'm a little older. <laughs> it sounds like a video game and not cute, really. But that's what it means. Oh, how do I feel about it? Mm-hmm. I, I think people should do whatever makes them happy. Like okay. that's the one thing that what anyone does in their sex life in their bedroom, whatever, as long as they're not hurting somebody else, I couldn't care less. You know, like that doesn't define anybody. That's like your own thing and good for you and do what you want. Try different things out in the bedroom. There's no kink shaming. No. Unless you're hurting someone. Exactly. I totally agree with that. If you've been listening to me since day one, you know that I live in New York City. But what I do not talk about is in the past, I would honestly just take whatever I could get. First apartment uh, was a mattress on the floor. It was a studio apartment the size of my room and there were cockroaches everywhere. I mean, I would find an ad in the newspaper and I would just put in a deposit without ever seeing it. Sounds good to me. Now we've moved on up people. And when I was looking for the apartment that I live in now, I had some things that were absolutely non-negotiables. Like I need an in-unit washer and dryer to be able to do laundry. I need a doorman. 
Did I need heated bathroom floors? No, but it's nice to have. And after some searching, I found my perfect place. And now I want to help you find your perfect place in whatever corner of the world you are in. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools to help find a rental listing that checks all your specific unique boxes. And they make it so easy, especially if you're someone like me who doesn't want to leave my room unless I absolutely have to. Apartments.com offers 3D virtual tours for when you can't be there in person or when you simply just don't want to be. So instead of wasting entire days shuffling around a city trying to find a decent place, Just grab a drink and search on apartments.com and utilize all of their tools. Visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. What's your relationship like with Angie? Well, as you could see from last night, it is not uh, super positive. Can I tell you something crazy? I'm pretty sure my ex-boyfriend used to hook up with her. No way. Yes, way. That's too funny. Which is kind of crazy because I'm 31. I how did, old is Angie? I don't even know how old she is. I, I don't, don't know, know her very well. That's the crazy part. Oh, oh. Like, everyone's like, why isn't she invited? Because I barely knew her. <laughs> like, okay. I barely know you. I've been around you maybe – Half a dozen, a dozen times in a group setting. We've never done anything individually. Mm-hmm. I've never gone out to dinner with you or you and your husband. Like, But you've heard stuff about her husband. Well, I, you kind of alluded to it. Yes. But you can't say what it is. I never repeated what I heard. Mm. Never. Okay. Okay, law degree. Yeah. Okay, classy lady. I Did love not. it. I shouldn't have alluded to it, but you know what? You poke the bear long enough and hard enough. I'm human. I mean, alluding to something is very different than saying something. Correct. Hence Lisa's rant. Correct. That was a lot of alluding. That was just bonkers, crazy. It was, it was a little out there. But it was. Okay. We're For, all human. Forgive, don't forget. Right. Who do you think has the best style on the show? Aside from you, of course. You knew I would say me. <laughs> I knew you would. That's why I just, I didn't even let you answer that. I had to clarify with that. There is no question mark under the sun that Mary Cosby has the best closet on our show. Like, it's not even up for debate. Absolutely. Her, the closet's taken over the house. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. I could only dream. Could only dream. It's insane. Yeah. I really like Lisa's style. Does she have a stylist? I believe so. I believe so. I think she's tagged her a few times. Do you? In Instagram. Some seasons, yes. Some seasons, no. But not Um, for every, like, scene. No, 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 no. You know, I just started working with someone very recently. The last two seasons, no. Season two, yes. Um. So I kind of ebb and flow with it. And mm-hmm. I, so I, I have to feel like they're really getting me. Right? Yes. You know what I mean? It's very personal. Yeah. You want to wear things that you feel like resonate with who you are. And if they're not getting you, then it's not working. Completely. So I kind of – I've been a little controlling over that. But I, <laughs> I need the help is the bottom line. It's a lot of clothing, you know. Yeah. And it's a lot of looks to put together and – so, it is so much work. Like, it, it really is. is so much work. Yeah. yeah. And I know that sounds crazy to say, but it genuinely no, it's, is. it's a lot. It's, I can just imagine you, the stylist comes, like, shows you five different outfits, and you're like, 
love it, but what about something like this and you just pull out your outfit and it has nothing to do with anything she picked for you? <laughs> that has happened. That yeah. has happened. I mean, of course, because sometimes they're getting it, sometimes they're not, you know? Which is good because yeah. I have been in situations like even shooting for a big magazine where I didn't want to speak up and then I'm like, what in the potato sack buckery did you wear? Well, see, that's what's interesting. Like, if you're shooting for a magazine, you don't feel like you really have that much in a, of a voice in the wardrobe because you feel like you're supposed to be doing what they do. Right. But you still have to be happy with it at the I end know. of the day. It's I your know. face going out into the public, you know? It's like getting my nails done. Like, I just, I would rather go cry in my car. I hate. Then bring it up. I hate <laughs> going to get a manicure. Right. Hate it. But do you speak up if they mess up? It depends on how bad it is. <laughs> okay. It has to be pretty bad for to me to bother crazy. with it. Because I can't – the reality is I don't have the patience to sit there for them to fix it. Yeah. Like, it's a miracle if I make it through the manicure. Right. It's – our lives are difficult, Meredith. They just, they just are. Okay, my last question. How was Mary allowed back on the show? First reunion, she falls asleep. Second <laughs> I reunion. I about that. That was excellent. That was, excellent. I mean, legendary. Second reunion just doesn't show. How was she allowed? And then there were, you know, some racial things that were said and she got in a lot of hot water. She did. But they brought her back. Yeah. Well, I think in terms of um, Mary, I think that she – well, the no, no show at reunion, let's start there. I, I My understanding was like that it was you're not coming back next season. It mm -hmm. did not necessarily mean forever. So – that's a wash there. Like the a, falling asleep, I think, was highly entertaining. So no one's mad about that. Incredible. <laughs> she is incredible talent. She really, truly is. You know, and the racial things, I, you know, Mary, I think, did not intend for those things to come across the, the way that they were said. And I think mm -hmm. that there's a difference between comments made out of, hatred and out of just not being aware of the meaning behind the things you're saying. Yes. I'm not saying either are right, but there is a very big difference between the two. And Mary does not is not filled with hate. That much I can promise you. She yeah. is not. Yeah. Has she apologized? She has. Yeah. She apologized on the spot as far as I know. Yes. Now I remember. Now I remember. Does um, Andy have favorites? That I don't know. We can call him and ask him. <laughs> <laughs> sure he does. He's a human being. Right. Right. <laughs> Is where you guys sit on the couch, does that have anything to do with who he likes? I don't no. think so. I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but my interpretation is is usually the two people on his sides are the ones who are kind of like right. in, the in the most hot most, water. In the most beef. Yeah. You are just – if I were to ever join the Real Housewives franchise, I would get my law degree first. I, I just like feel that. like – I mean, I mean, I probably wouldn't if we're being totally real with each other, but <laughs> – you must – I mean, I've seen it in reunions. Kill it. Keep your composure. Do you think it has something to do with that? I think that my ability to reason has a lot to do with it and to, you know, mm -hmm. if I'm not too upset and heated to be able to very clearly state what I think and why. Yeah. Definitely does. Composure, I don't know if that has much to do with it. I mean, that's like – it's hard. Yeah. It's really, really hard. It takes a lot of restraint when you know that, like, someone's just looking to get a rise out of you, which yep. they do with me all the time because I don't lose it that often, you know? You don't engage. No. You disengage. I disengage. But sometimes I debate just, like, pretending to lose it to shut them up. <laughs> just for fun. I'm like, I just throw a little fit to quiet them down. <laughs> That's a flex. I absolutely love that. Okay. 
Meredith, this has been incredible, but by the way, Meredith and I are one vodka water seltzer deep. We're about to multiply that by 10. (laughs) And I think I understand that math. But Meredith, you showed up with caviar. I did. Which has never, ever, ever, ever happened in my five years of recording. Has someone brought caviar? Meredith Marks caviar. And some potato chips. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> because love I can't that. transport full accoutrements for you. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> but these work. I absolutely I can't wait to try it. Here and I'm go. getting Meredith marks for every uh, party I host. Yeah, amazing. What can't she do? Caviar, law, reality television, and being stunningly gorgeous and a great mom. Oh, thank you. I'll take all of that. (laughs) Take it all. Of course. So, Meredith, where can everybody find you? So, on Instagram at Meredith Marks, Mm -hmm. on Twitter, which I'm back on. I did disengage for a while, but I'm back on it, Meredith Marks Zero. Um, Oh, I'm on threads now, too. It just doesn't stop these days. MeredithMarks.com, MeredithMarksCaviar.com, our podcast Hanging by a Thread with Seth and Meredith Marks. And you guys will hear me on it very soon if they'll have me. We will have you. We would love it. Let's do it next week. Let's do it. Done deal. Sloots, I love you guys so much, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.